You're listening to the Slow Ride podcast. Likes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. The Slow Ride Podcast. And on Twitter at the Slow Ride Pod. Enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the 172nd ish episode of the slow ride podcast this is tim in orlando florida you want to try that one again sure Let's start over hello and welcome to the 172nd episode of the slow ride podcast this is tim in orlando florida hey this is matt in minneapolis minnesota just barely just got home Whew. and this is spencer in Madison, Wisconsin. I mean, are you really in Madison, though, Spencer? I mean, you're as far away from downtown Madison as you can be. I am within the city limits of Madison, Wisconsin. So I can't tell from the background, but I'm assuming you're at the Microtel, because I know how you like to roll. (laughs) I am at the Microtel. Yes! Uh, yes, no, in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> did they did they get rid of the mirrored walls? Like, has no, there been the, a remodel? The, the mirrored walls are still here. There has been no remodel, Tim. Good. No remodel. Good. I can uh, I can tell you that much. The TV is still on top of the closet somehow, and um, <laughs> there's still a weird so, secret half bed in the window for your nice. children or whatever. Now, did you get the handicap room so you could wheel your bikes in and hose them off? Well, I would have, uh, but I didn't bring any bikes with me on this trip. This was a, a budget-conscious, uh, uh, last-minute travel uh, arrangement. So I, uh, I decided about five days ago uh, that I was going to pull the trigger and make a trip out here for the World Cup in Waterloo. Um, I found a cheap ticket to Chicago, so I made it work. So did you uh, take a bus up, or did you rent a car? I rented a car. Wow. Um, the benefits of being I, over 25. And, I know. Uh, I, it's, it's really nice. It's been like a solid year, two year, year and a half now that I've been over 25, so I'm really you know, pretty happy about it, the perks that <laughs> well, come along with this. I was also – well, it's a you know, good adult weekend for you. I'm happy that you were able to represent the Slow Ride <laughs> podcast out there, and I know that uh, Crosshairs Radio and Bike Shop CX were also in the, the spot. Saw all types of different pictures. We will be talking yep. about the Madison World Cup. Um, uh, consummate, consummate Athlete was also out here as well. Oh, so. wow. That's right. Yep. So do we? what do you guys want to do? Do you want to get I, into – now, little guy, you did well, not. You don't even know what no, happened. No, I want to lead. I want to lead because I, I want to talk. Here's how I want to do it because I was in the woods of Wisconsin, not in the Madison of Wisconsin or the Waterloo. I was, I was in the woods, no cell phone service. I do not know what happened at the World Cup, any of the Madison races, and I don't know what happened at the World Championship road races. So I would like to talk about, if I may uh, force the issue here, I want to talk about World Cup, and I want to hear what Spencer has to say, and then I want to hear about <laughs> the World Road Race so I know – who who I'm going to have to see in that beautiful rainbow jersey. And I'm nervous. I'm super nervous to hear it from you guys, but I just need to know. And then we um, can talk about anything else that we need to talk about but that I already maybe know about or have an opinion about or whatever. But I need, to, okay. I need, I need info. So, right. little guy, y- y- you were in the woods, uh, woods. Uh, without Camping. cell phone coverage, without yep. internet coverage yep. for the entire weekend. And yep. this is different than your normal life. How? Um, well, I had a baby. It was the first time I went camping with a baby. So that was well, different. No, it's a Tom Boonin's first trip to the outdoors. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, for extended periods of time. It's the first time he slept in the van again. So, wait. Tom Boonin, Tom Boonin's first training camp. Yeah, his first training camp. We did We did yeah. do some altitude training today because we went up to Rib Mountain in Wausau on the way back, which I don't know what elevation it is, but I'm pretty sure it's the highest point in Wisconsin. It's way right. the hell up there. Um, so that's good. So we got a little altitude training in for him. You know, uh, eat right. lunch high, travel home low, I think is how you do it. Oh, well, all right. Let's, Sounds pretty good. I mean, I, I think that uh, let's just dig right into it. So, little guy, why well, don't you start with what you anticipate happened well, shouldn't we go chronologically? Oh, yeah, chronologically. Uh, we we kind of skipped over the whole world's time trial. 
Oh, gosh. okay. You guys are hurting me. Yes, that happened. Boom, 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 boom. Did any, there was no anything weird happen? I don't think so. Probably not, right? Wow, you no, were I mean, really. What, uh, in no, the I know woods. what happened. I know what okay. happened about that. I'm just trying to speed it along so we can get to the good stuff. Okay, should we just wait till later talk about that? No, later? Uh, you brought it up. Let's talk about it. Okay, so he, here's the thing: uh, the time trial. They, they, you know. The race against the clock, as man, it were, you, you, like yeah. man versus machine. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I hear. Uh, you You're know right. the pure, the purity of the time trial. Um, yeah, they, the purity. They just threw they threw all that out of the window and uh, decided to throw in some uh, triathlon esque change <laughs> bike change zones transition what? areas, and uh, and things got weird. Things Can we also talk weird. about the climb? That climb was amazing at the end, which it should have been included in the actual road race course. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't see that so, climb in the yeah. uh, in the juniors race or the U23s or the women's elite yeah. race. So I had uh, no idea it was coming because why would I look up anything about a time trial before it happened? <laughs> so so they did the, the bike exchanges. It was hilarious. People were getting exchanged into bikes with like way too big of a gear and then not getting pushed. There was like a red carpet treatment, so they were sliding all over. Good stuff. Um, Dumoulin well, won, yeah. so he's setting du- up a Tour de France victory against Chris Froome. So, um, you Dumoulin know, didn't do that. a change, right? No, he didn't. He did not. And neither did Froome, right? He did not. And who, I forget who got second. Uh, Roglic. Oh, I think, wasn't it, uh, yeah, my boy. Oh, Roglic. Oh, Tim. Yeah, of course, Tim knew that one. Popped that one straight out. Um, he, he did do a bike change, guys. so that, uh. Oh, he did. Okay. So one of the podium did. So what? Let's go around. Where does everybody come down? Tim, do you think stupidest the bike thing change? ever? No bike change. I want to just move. Like it was a cool time trial because of the hill. Let's move on. Like we've already so, spent too Spencer, much time on this. So your thing is start on the or finish on the bike you started on, regardless of what hill there is at the end. Yes. You don't have you don't have a problem with the hill. You have a problem with the switching oh. of the bikes. No, the hill was the greatest thing ever. Awesome. No, the hill was the watch greatest time thing trial. ever. All right. No, as as I was saying earlier, Spencer, anytime yep. there's a time trial and Tony Martin or any of these like traditional time trialists are grumpy about it, that means it'll be a good time trial, actually. Yeah, no, I I think that there's something to that uh, to that theory, little guy. So you might be onto something. I I don't hate the climb. I thought it looked awesome. It looked pretty fun. I uh, you know, the winner didn't change his bikes, so I don't know why anybody would have had to change their bike, really. Um, the climb wasn't that long? I don't I don't know. I just thought it was a kind of a, 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 what do you call it? I don't know. It was a lot of dog and pony show for no real yeah. reason in the end. Um, but I am very confused to why they couldn't have that for the women's race as well. The bike change or the hill? They well, the, the hill. hill. Okay. They would have done the bike change, I guess, anyway. So maybe, yeah. maybe it's a blessing in disguise. But yeah, I don't know. It doesn't make it doesn't make sense. It's not like they're gonna not be able to get up it or something. It's not. It's not like some sort of thing. Like, oh, it will be embarrassing for them. It's they're they're just gonna yeah. race it. It's gonna be awesome. Um, well, uh, and I don't know. There was a lot of back and forth. Uh, like Vela News, I think, put out an article that was like so much controversy about this and then somebody from cycling tips was like i don't see the controversy what's the big deal and so there's like confusion about if there was going to be confusion even like it's just the dumbest thing which just means somebody was overthinking it somewhere like you put a hill in that's fine like just do a time trial up it what's the big deal yeah well i I think i think i think some of that is that like the same thing of people think of a time trial as this thing where these big like bigger dudes or women or like who are like powerful like roll over this fast course and go super fast the whole time and and whenever there's a time trial that has like a lot of turns and it's super tech and like the speed won't actually be high uh, people seem to panic that they think they haven't done a time trial but they've still done a time trial it's just a different skill set and there's nothing that says time trials have to always be flat and fast you know and i think people mm-hmm. like overthink it and worry that they're making something that everyone will mm-hmm. complain about as the bike racers complain about which maybe they will but i think i think the i don't like the bike change because i think if they're going to do stupid things like that they should just allow the wacky old bikes from the 90s again 
Like they should just be <laughs> able to do, they should just be able to ride weird bikes. Like why have all these very specific rules about what a bike can be shaped like, um, but then allow them to change? I mean, just let them like time trial should be open season, like five pound bikes. <laughs> That are well, just see, I, just shaped like a V, you know. Like it, it should just be. If it's gonna be wacky, it should be batshit crazy wacky. I guess so. That would be cool, but, personally. Uh, or stock road bikes all the time. Get rid of time travel bikes. Now you're onto something. Tim. Hey guys, um, I'm representing uh, 95% of our fans. Uh, can we stop talking about the time trial yeah. and move on to yeah. uh, the UCI on. presidential election? Uh. Brian Cookson got his butt, because we like politics on this blog. We he do, got his butt do. whooped, like what, 38 <laughs> votes to 8? Now, yeah. I have yet to see a, um accounting of who voted for who. I think it's a secret vote. I don't know. Um, but I did see a tweet from USA Cycling in which they did write in the super rookie for a vote at uh, at the World Championships for the presidential. And sadly, uh, super rookie is not our UCI president. So one but, um, one vote though that's uh, almost <laughs> a, a, you know an eighth as good as yeah. the outgoing UCI president. Brian that's Cookson, pretty good. Uh, you've was, got a it, platform you can build on. We hardly knew ye, and he is gone. <laughs> um, do you guys know who the president is? The new president. Yeah, he's uh, he's ASO's lapdog. Boo. That's what I say. <laughs> he I don't he really says know. he's not. Yeah, he says he's not, but he seems like he is. Anyways. I mean, from the little bit I've gleaned from this, I can't get excited about either of them, I guess, but I, I, I didn't feel like – I feel like people well, are pretty hard on Cooks and considering a lot of it's any, under his control. Yeah, I don't think there's any way anybody from British Cycling was going to continue in any sort of leadership role after all the shenanigans – but, yeah, I don't know. I would ever give this guy the benefit of the doubt. But well, I, I don't like anything that strengthens ASO's hand. They've, they have too much power. Uh, well, it is. you know well, what uh, actually weakens their hand that uh, was announced this week that I mm. just remembered? The Hammer series yeah, is expanding. Norway. Yeah. So There's going to be another now, Hammer. Oh, wait. Spencer. It's going to Norway. Uh, is Thor going to introduce yes. it? He's going to come out and, like... So, David... The, the new president, David Lapartient, La I think that sounds pretty French, yeah, Lapartient, sure. um, is the new president. Spencer, I was a little confused on that Hammer Series uh, press release, their new event in Norway. Are they mm-hmm. continuing the other Hammer Series event, or is it just they're changing venues and it is only going to be one more race, or is there going to be two races on the calendar next year? Uh, from what I understand, it's an additional Hammer Series. Uh, it's a It's another... Event. So now they're going to have two name. hammers. So if they drop one, they still have another hammer. <laughs> yeah. I knew there was some sort of hammer dropping right. joke so, that you were trying to find. Okay, know. let's go on to the road races. Now, the road race courses were not the same as the time trial course because there was not a cool hill. The hill of choice was called Salmon Hill. Um, nice. Bergen is a very picturesque town. It's no wonder it's on the UNESCO World Heritage Site list. Beautiful um, pictures overall. I did not have the opportunity to watch the women's race um, at all. Uh, Spencer, were you able to watch the women's race? The women's world? No, 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 I wasn't. Um, I was traveling uh, all day on Saturday, well, so. So we don't know. We do know that Chantel Block took the win for the Netherlands mm-hmm. over Katrine oh. Garfoot and Amelie Diedrichsen. And I did see a lot of tweets about Corinne Rivera of the United States in the uh, lead group. She was in a break of like 15 for a while. She did finish with the pack 28 seconds down on Chantel Block. I do not have more information on that. I'm sure you can find other good podcasts to uh, listen to about the actual (laughs) reporting of what happened. Um, Yeah, podcasts that watch bike racing. But so, So in the way the world championships work, the women's race ended with a small group sprinting and out. Is that no, no, 28 was, second was, lead, and then yeah, it was a big group after her. So oh, okay. So, okay, break away. Okay, but we didn't right, watch good. it, so I have no clue really no, what I know. happened I'm, other than the results. I, I'm going to go back and watch, find a time to watch it later this week. But um. all, all the races, uh, the junior race and the U23s and the women, all ended uh, not in a bunch sprint. What? Oh, okay. So the, leading whole, up, so the leading course up is selective. This course yeah. is selective. Okay. So. Now you, into did, the men's. You guys watch the world men's. championship. Yes, yeah. Little guy, who I, do you I, think won? I, I was at the World Cup all or all day today, and I came yeah. home and watched the replay of the last twenty five k. So that's all okay. I really know. So I watched. I, all, I watched the last eighty k of it, so I can tell you more. But little guy, who do you think won? Peter Sagan. 
No, actually, he did ah! not. The okay, winner tell, of the championship. Who, who let me tell him. Let me tell him. No, let me tell him. I want to. I want to watch him. Oh, God, I is it going to be? Okay, let's do it at the same time. Let's do it at the same time. Okay, Spencer, you say on the count of three. One, two, three. Bling, Matthews. No, you guys are lying to me. You guys are just trying to be me. Who won? You knew. You knew he wasn't going to. He wasn't going to believe you that Bling won. And you're gonna just go, trying to I'm gonna trick go. him because a different Australian won. <laughs> yeah, but the oh, problem is... <laughs> Simon Garrens. Okay, wait. Give me the top three. How did, how did the race... Just tell me how the race went, and so then I can... You okay. tell when torturous. you're lying. The little guy, here's how it went. The race slowly whittled down. There was like a breakaway like normal, and then yeah. eventually it just all whittled down. They get onto the final climb, and there's maybe like 30 guys. You haven't seen Sagan all day. You haven't seen Kristoff all day. You haven't seen Trenton all day. You haven't seen Ben Swift, GVA. They, nowhere. There's just dumb guys on the front drilling it at, you know, as it is. And then you're well, looking at the climb, and you see Michael Matthews getting dropped on the climb up Salmon Hill. And you're like, yes, yes. thank God. Michael Matthews is going out the back. And then, as they're coming into the final sprint, because there's about well, wait, five kilometer wait, wait, where the wait, TV wait, wait. doesn't even exist. You're cutting out, like, the most exciting parts, Tim. When the TV just turned off and you couldn't see what no, was happening? No, Well, what happened when the TV cut off? The breakaway got caught. Who was off the front? Yeah, Alaphilippe. Ah. Oh, that would be a good thing to know. Uh, that Philippe had a 10-second gap on yeah. the peloton over the climb with, uh, what is he, 3K, 3K to go. He still had oh, a gap. And then supposedly, so supposedly Gavaria yeah. of Columbia attacks. But again, little guy, there's a good three kilometers of the race yeah. up until no 1K to go that there's no TV coverage because like the batteries on the cameras on the motorbike stopped working. And they didn't even what? go to the helicopters. They went to static camera of just the crowd. Like Wait, you Spencer, even though you watched the replay, that's still true. It's not like they just didn't have they, the footage wasn't like up, like the uplink didn't work or something. Yeah, no, it, oh, it God, is still true. Okay. So there's there's three K to go ah. in the race. Ala Philippe has attacked off the front and is desperately, desperately clawing away. Trying, he's got like six seconds. He was with oh, Jenny Mascon, uh, who he drops. And oh, so beautiful. Gosh, you don't so know beautiful. if he's coming back. You don't know if the Peloton is catching him. Uh, you don't know what's going on if somebody else attacked off the front of the Peloton because the footage just cuts to the finish line. And God, that's painful. The, I, the commentators are like, we don't know what's going on. Radio tour has dropped. There is nothing. There is no communication. No <laughs> so they're like, we're just going to watch. The last we have fixed cameras on the last three corners. We can see that. So when they come around with about seven hundred fifty meters to go, is when we will actually know what's happening. Okay. Now, and what, Spencer, I do want to just put in there that it was announced that Brian Cookson actually unplugged the camera <laughs> on his way out and because the Frenchman was off the front. Yeah. <laughs> okay. She so Alan leaps out the front. He gets caught by the group. This is what we can gather because all of a sudden all the motorcycles race caravan goes by and the group is all together and you're like, oh, and then the sprint starts. Okay. Yes. And for a moment there, little guy, it was a horrible, horrible day because I thought we were going to have to delete the entire Slow Ride podcast account. I thought we were going to have to do everything because <laughs> Michael Matthews was looking pretty amazing. He came back <laughs> from the climb somehow and oh my god, I heart heart stopping excitement. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, and for me and for oh. probably the, in, the entire country of Norway, the the heart stopping moment was when Alexander Kristoff came around Michael See? Matthews and looked amazing. Looked he had that. Incredible. He looked oh, yeah. unstoppable. Unstoppable. Completely unstoppable. I'm assuming he Christoph, was unstoppable, though. Kristoff <laughs> goes all the way to the line. And what's to this? To the line. To the line. Bike throw. With, 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 with dropping the entire pack that was there, save for one person who stayed on his wheel. So these two separated themselves from everyone else. Matthews looked like he, he, there was a solid gap to third, which Matthews got. Okay, and Kristoff was pipped at the line by about a third of the wheel, and finished in second to the amazing bike throw. (laughs) 
Oh, come on. Ah! Well, the camera cut out at this point, so we couldn't <laughs> see who it was. No, that's not true. He finished me? second in a in a... If he'd have thrown his bike better, I think he could have won in his home soil, but he didn't, and he lost by the smallest of margins to Peter Sagan. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I am not kidding you. All right. All so right. There was Peter Sagan. If you guys are lying, I think it's a great story, but I'm going to go to Pro Cycling Sets. That's <laughs> big of- okay. Be- so here's the thing. Peter Sagan took his third consecutive so world championships. Yeah. He's the first guy to ever take so three Oh, my Peter. God. You guys aren't lying to me. That's so awesome. Oh, man, I'm so happy. Oh, and, gosh, that uh, was so scary. down in, in, in fourth place there, uh, Trenton, pulling off oh, a very good, good result. Yeah, that's and a fifth, great result. your favorite guy, Swifty, in fifth. Oh, Swifty. <laughs> Put an E behind it. He's from Great Britain. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Peter guys, Sagan didn't that even was have time than to if... put up a uh, celebration. That's how close it was. Yeah, yeah that... Let's, let's examine little guy's reaction here. This is... Yeah, that's what I need to know. Than, than anything else. Um, that's all right. Cool. How are that's you a big feeling? Group. Wow. Wow. I'm just. I'm like burnt out from that. That like that was a lot of work. Like emotional roller coaster. You guys put me on there. Um, imagine watching and being on nerves on the edge of your seat with five k to go, watching this whole thing unfold, and then four yeah. k to go, and then three, and everything drops off. It was spine tingling it was it was i couldn't wait to see who came around the corner and if it was a solo rider or or what it was it was pretty intense for for screwing up the feed it was pretty cool so i would like to go over a few things here one there's like no love for alexander Kristoff on the roadway as compared to as edvald (laughs) bossenhagen Bossenhagen, tons of signage everyone was like edvald ale Kristoff Hardly anything, and he almost oh. won it by like a millimeter. It's a yeah. lot of letters to write on the road, you know. You put just put an EBH that like takes care <laughs> of it. I mean, you know, hard now, to argue with. That Boston one Hogan guy won from the sprint for thirtieth, dude. Come on. That one guy <laughs> from Norway, a uh, little guy, was in the break for a little while. Uh, odd Christian. Oh yeah. Hiking. Um, so I knew you would get a kick out of that. And so, a couple of uh, things of note. Um, that I, that I have on my notes here. One, the Austrian national jersey may be the ugliest jersey in the history of profession, <laughs> like world cycling. The Austrian really? national – no, it looks horrible. Thanks for playing. Um, come again. Okay. And then uh, right. the Swiss kit, Spencer was on to something that does look uh, fantastic, especially with a little touch of green. Now, um, it, I was ner- – I, I talked about how nervous I was with uh, Matthews, but I did make the comment – TJ Van Garderen crashed, and for a while he took a knee on the side of the side of the road while he just like kind of uh, took it all in. He crashed, and it was pretty sad. I don't ever like to see any racer crash, but at that moment I was like, "Oh, well, our hopes are going to be on Michael Woods. Michael Woods not even in the race." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> our hopes are going to be a Daniel Martin. Daniel Martin was actually there." And then right maybe five kilometers later, Julian Alaphilippe attacks, and I'm going, "Why don't we just adopt Julian Alaphilippe?" As being American. Why are we going for some of these other guys? Like, Philippe. Like, when he went, that's America's next great hope right there. Let's just go all out and just yeah. adopt him. I'm, I'm think, fine with that. That's okay. I think France is too big of a country to steal a rider from. I think <laughs> Canada, it's a stretch, but I think we can pull that off. Ireland, definitely. Like, we've done that already. Like, Dan yeah. Martin no longer has an Irish passport. Like... <laughs> Well, then we're right about, like, Roy Costa. I mean, Portugal, we can, you know, that's, like, probably yeah. the size of, like... Nah, it's a waning star, though. Come on. I mean, he was oh. in the first group. You're right. Oh, oh, yeah. But, anyways, it was a fun race to watch. Um, of note, also, was that the Polish national team was on the front at, for the majority of the, the... For a lot of the race. They were the ones that were kind of dictating the uh, the race that oh. I saw. All racing for Well, Tio you know, uh, it was interesting. Did you see the post-race interview, Tim? Which with one? Sagan. With Sagan and his yeah. dedication? Yes. Uh, well, a couple of things about it. His dedication, yes. But he, uh, the camera follows him into the green room, you know, and Kristoff's uh, already in there. And he, and he did the uh, – went straight over to him and congratulated him on second. And 
did they like, oh, it was so close. Like put up the two fingers like an inch. You know, he's like so close. And he's like, sorry to have beaten you, but also wanted to win. So, you know, but uh, he said, um, you know, somebody asked him how how it played out and if he was worried about it or whatever. And, uh, you know, he was kind of alluded to having some friends in the Peloton who were willing to help him. Uh, aside from his country mates, so perhaps he's talking about Poland. Well, Maybe. Poland, I mean, Kwiatkowski finished 11th, so Poland, Poland, now, Poland definitely had a card to play there. At the now, end. he was, like, you. They, the announcers during the part where there's actually television cameras on the field, they they could never find Sagan. They're like, oh, he's coming across the line in, like, 56th place at the start of that lap, like, when the chips came through. Yeah, yeah but, um, so good. It was, uh, yeah, he was kind of the... The, the you know the invisible man tonight or today yeah, yeah. overall it uh, another big takeaway of the Bergen World Championship with the size of the crowds little guy when you go back and watch this yeah I mean there was a lot of people in Richmond don't get me wrong don't get me wrong the crowds in Norway it was almost the entire course there was someone there like shoulder yeah. to shoulder yeah it was amazing yeah that's cool I that's true we didn't really put out as many people that back half of the course in richmond was pretty dead and there was a little bit of a an attack from uh ilnor zacharin uh there at the end he that i know you would have got a that you would have got a kick out of that after to chase down ala philippe but um yeah i so I'll have to go back and watch this just looking at the results it, i'm i'm impressed with the number yeah. of russians that are up there um it, it, and, it'll and, still be exciting to watch even, yeah even knowing how it plays out just with the the drama and the fireworks so Three-time world champion Peter Sagan. I have to admit, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, I we've come around. We've seen Peter Sagan mature as an individual. Definitely. I mean, he was all class with the dedication of Michele Scarponi, whose birthday is tomorrow um, or the day after the world championships. You know, and it, it was you. Can, I, I got the sense during that interview that that wasn't like a coached thing. Like it wasn't like someone had like his press manager was like, oh, you should mention Scarponi. You know, I I think no. that yeah. that that. Like that's honestly Sagan just coming around as being a, a decent person after you know that very immature yeah. phase that he had there for a while with some of the uh, things he was do, uh, doing on the podium and <laughs> whatnot. So it seems yeah. like he's uh, become a, a classy world champion in my in my eyes. Yeah, man. Oh, three in a row. I'm I having trouble wrapping my brain around that. That's that's insane. That's. Well, that's ins- it's just completely insane. That's there's great. Only, yeah, there's only a few people that have won three at all. Yeah, none of them did it in a row. In a row. Has anybody I mean, ever won it four times in a row? I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever won it four times. Um, no. Man, I'm glad because I like him as a world champion. Obviously, it's been fun, and let's just keep this party going, right? Let's yeah. just you know what the best part is though. Is it uh, like you think about it? He still just did the uh, the mountain bike race in Brazil. You know, like that, yeah. like that, like, <laughs> here's a guy that's won the world championship three times with like some pretty solid climbing on there. I know it wasn't the Brazilian race, but man, that's pretty crazy to think about. Like, well, I'll just do the mountain bike race. Like, he's just yeah. like, a- I, I wonder if this, uh, you know, changes people's, uh, descriptions of Sagan saying he's not, you know, the, uh, the pure sprinter type of, of racer. Cause I'm like, if you beat Kristoff in a sprint, for the world championship in Norway, you're probably a pretty good bunch sprinter, you know? Well, How yeah, can... and the, the guys he beat, yeah, Kristoff, Matthews, Trenton are all, yeah, they're, 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 they're definitely, all those guys, I mean, those are all it's the best It's crazy to me that people sprinters. are like, oh. At this, you know, just a whatever. At this point in the game, how can anybody hate on Peter Sagan? I mean, come on. Yeah, this is, like, know. like this is... <laughs> I'll tell you. Like, what we witnessed today was amazing, and it's just like... The only only thing disappointing about Peter Sagan in the last year, probably, is that he cut his hair. That's about (laughs) it. Sorry, guys. It came out of nowhere. We have a preem lap. Right. <laughs> cool. uh, this is Stephen Hyde with Cannondale Cyclocrossworld.com, and you are listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, I had to dig up that uh, cowbell for the premium lap. Uh, what is this? Oh, third place Florida Cyclocross Series 2011 2012. <laughs> uh, imagine that. What uh, category. 
So uh, once again, the Slow Ride Podcast <laughs> brought to us by the uh, good folks over at Health IQ at healthiq.com slash slow ride. You can find out how to save a boatload of money on your life insurance. And they do that by taking it um, into account your eth- um, your your health, right? Your your uh, athleticism, your your willingness to go out yep. and uh, do a little bit of working out. And uh, mm-hmm. we'd like to thank them for their uh, their uh, generous support. Yeah, um, they do all kinds of uh, uh, research and testing on this on uh, healthy athletic people who have a, a you know an athlete's lifestyle. And uh, beyond that, they also uh, don't take into account uh an instance of family history so if you're otherwise healthy and you're getting dinged by your uh, life insurance uh company uh you know check out health iq they'll they'll be able to work with you on that um they have better rates for uh people who have issues uh that runners typically have or that you know that they can quantify as you know, this is a direct result of actually a health or healthy lifestyle. You know, if you have, they have all kinds of stuff. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, let's just you're not a doctor, way. but you do play one on the podcast, and you're trying to tell people go to healthiq.com/slowride to learn more and to get a quote on life insurance. You're going to be able to pay a lot less money. Um, you go through them; they're a life insurance agency, and they're going to be able to get you lower rates. You take a uh, lifestyle quiz um, on either, you know, it could be running. I've been doing a lot of running lately. I could do cycling. You can see if you can score elite, and if you do, you can start saving some extra money. So go into healthiq.com slash slow ride and uh, take a look. And we'd also uh, like to thank all the listeners that have gone into Health IQ and uh, given us those clicks. So uh, thanks. And we'd also like to thank the listeners and supporters of the Slow Ride Podcast Network and the most recent uh, uh, donor drive. Thanks for helping make these podcasts um, work, including podcasts like We Got to Hang Out, which scored the interview of the century with Fred Armisen of Portlandia, was on the We Got to Hang Out podcast, which was fantastic. So that's just one show that you can go check out. And if you're a donor or supporter of the the Wide Angle Podium Network, you get bonus um, content, such as Mm -hmm. the newest episode of Klein Corner. The second Klein Corner, starring our very own little guy, going over Klein bicycles. Yep, that's me. Now, little guy, on the most (laughs) recent uh, podcast, you did talk about Bike Shop CX. You had a question about the odd number of spokes, and they did tweet a picture of a Spinergy wheel that only had five um, pairs of spokes. So, little guy, do you have a question this week for the good folks over at the Bike Shop CX? Uh... No, maybe something about well, maybe yeah, I something do, about no, grip I do have a shifts. Question. Do they? Do you? Do you guys have any old, older tubes of Tubasti you want to sell me? Because the new Tubasti is no good, but the old stuff I want. So if you got some like secreted, <laughs> hidden away, just <laughs> draw me a line. Well, most bike shop See, mechanics seem to have things squirreled away like that. Yeah. So that's not Tubasti because no one in their right mind uses Tubasti to glue tires. The best tubular glue ever, or at least it was before they reformulated. And I stand by that. I'm not a paid spokesman, but I would be if they wanted me to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And All right. Uh, well, good luck. Good luck with that. I actually uh, saw uh, Scott from the uh, bike shop CX show out here at the World Cup. Um, so that was awesome. I had not met him before. I know Mr. Uh, Mr. David Palin um, was here, but I didn't run into him, unfortunately. Uh, we just ca- didn't cross paths. Um, but uh, And uh, in the, in the Bill pit. from uh, the CX uh, radio podcast was there as well. Yes, he was here. And him I saw quite a bit of, almost too much. But wow. He was all <laughs> he, over the TV. Yeah. He was all over the, uh, yeah, the he was, streaming. He's so, cu- creating content. Um, well, let's, uh, let's wrap up this uh, little section and let's get back to the show. I'm Anthony Clark, just hanging out, sliding into the Slow Ride podcast. So, yeah, okay, you guys, tell me about this World Cup. Well, we're you're not there yet, about little guy. People, you're telling me about people who were at the World Cup? 
So we're not there just yet because we got to get to our favorite part of the podcast. That's when our listeners go on Apple Podcasts and leave us reviews. And we do have one. And this is Listen Fast for Even More Pleasure. Five stars. This comes from the Bad, Stupid, Horrible Game. We're told to keep cadence on the bike at about 90 RPM. If I listen to the slow ride at one and a half speed, that works out to be 90 seconds of audio per minute. This helps to pack even more listening pleasure into the same little earbuds. It's a great way to kill an hour in only 40 minutes. I have to agree. <laughs> have you guys ever listened to the podcast at one and a half or even double speed? No. Tim, you always sound like you're at double speed That's when I true. talk to you. So I, I think it would be a little too much for me if I actually turned it up, you know? <laughs> I, I well, just I think I really like this theory about riding the trainer at listening to things at at time and a half speed because if you can get an hour of trainer time done in 40 minutes that sounds like my kind of recipe well little secret for you spencer chamois time is training time so you just put that stuff on you sit around you can do anything you want and you're training and speaking of trainer time we did get a couple of (laughs) tweets that on zwift they were talking about us um, they, we got a nice screen grab, grab sent to us uh, from friend of the podcast, uh, Graham Partain, who said, I'm worried about Spencer's cat because I haven't heard him in a while. And that was a conversation <laughs> happening during a Zwift race uh, when they were chatting with uh, one another. So uh, I, uh, right podcast taking over Zwift as yeah, well. I can give an update on that, actually. Um, Sharky is the one that's in the background uh, squawking or has been in the past. Um, she was always worried when I closed the door to the uh, home studio, and she wanted to, you know, know what was going on. But she's since kind of gotten used to that, so I think uh, she's not as concerned that I might be gone forever. Um, so that's just a little sharky update for all <laughs> now, the listeners. <laughs> all right, so let's get into the uh, let's get into the good stuff. Um, the Cyclocross World Cup, the Trek World Cup on the grounds of trek in waterloo wisconsin yes we did have a reporter on the field spencer i'll let you take it away but i do want to mention something that you did not see and i think i was the only one obviously i was trying to watch the coverage on nbc sports gold fantastic mm-hmm. coverage in the women's race mm-hmm. um jens voigt was on the call as the as the color commentator mm-hmm. um he was a little out of out of his sorts um just because he has hardly ever raced cyclocross except earlier this weekend when we broke you know, as you know, <laughs> that being said, the coverage was great. There was an issue, however, when they went to the men's race, that was going to be covered on the NBC Olympics channel. So not on NBC Sports Gold. So the feed on NBC Sports Gold was no longer working and you had to go on the Olympics channel to find it. And uh, when I tried to do that, they were still playing NASCAR racing. So I had to watch it on the um, the NBC Olympics website or on trekbikes.com. So I was able to watch the race once I found out my way to get through. Other than that, coverage fantastic. Spencer, you were on the ground. All I saw was that it was hot as balls. It was. Yeah, uh, it, was. it was definitely hot as balls. I can. Uh, I want to add a little bit to the uh, to the uh, live stream uh, that you were just talking about uh, because you didn't start at trekbikes.com. It sounds like, um, but I know a lot of other people did and had issues with the feed. Uh, going away and then coming back and going away. And uh, I got the backstory on that. Um, a lot of people I saw on, on Twitter complaining, you know, that it was the feed was going down and dropping. And uh, I talked to some folks here at Trek, and um, I was like, what's the deal? And they were like, you know, we had four different contingency plans for any sort of issue that could happen. Like if the snowplow hits the wires or if sun, solar sun flares happen, like we had backups upon backups for plans and you know what it was causing these uh, outages. YouTube was taking it down because the background music over the PAs that could be heard in the feed was a uh, copyright infringement thing ah. that they kept they kept taking it down and Trek would keep putting it up and YouTube would keep taking it down until they just closed Trek's account on YouTube for a while and uh, so, so they had no idea how to deal with that and um, eventually got it back up and running just fine but um, just some of the weird stuff that happens in the background uh, that you might never know so no fault of yeah. tracks. They paid a ton of money and had real pro stuff out there. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> their live stream service went through YouTube, who was kind of being a jerk today. So 
I don't really get it, but that's what happens. Now you all know. I heard that it was because the uh, the UCI still had the geo restrictions on the uh, UCI World Cup in America. I was laughing when I read that, but uh, like the UCI was like, "Oh, you can't show that in America because why would we show cyclocross race in America?" No, that's that's just some rumors <laughs> and hearsay, which is not stuff you get on this show, Tim. So we're not uh, going to okay. report that. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it, the the day to day was. Um, uh, the story of the day was the heat for sure. Like it's is cyclocross. This was a proper cyclocross course. It has gotten the last time I was here, I think was 2013. And this race has gotten, uh, markedly better. Like, um, not that it was bad then, but they've found more stuff to use. Um, the course is, is properly hard. Uh, it was world cup caliber. I think, uh, it, lives up to the hype that uh, was surrounding it um so that was all good um i was here as a spectator which is interesting because i'm not you know usually at a bike race as a spectator and all the things you would want as a spectator that you might not think of as a bike racer uh were in place and were good like the production quality was super high course crossings and things like that you were able to get around easily there was good spots to watch they had multiple multiple giant uh screens playing the live feed so you could watch the racers come by and then actually still actually see the race which was great yeah um so i mean all in all i give it an a plus as far as production value and everything um and but yeah the story of the day was the heat i saw so many different variations of ice vests and pantyhose with ice cubes in them and ice bottles and several racers racing with just the bladder from a camel pack um stuff down their back and the little hose coming around um so that was interesting crazy yeah like a lot of creative methods um i saw the uh telenet guys had uh, uh threw jerseys over their skin suits uh that were like in some ice cold water like had just been soaking in there and then they pulled them out and threw them on over the skin suits um to race or to ride up to the line and have them on until the uh until was, the whistle blew was it humid? Thing. Like, what's the... No, no. What was, was the just, temperature? It was just hot. It was just sunny. There's no like shade. 90 degrees? Yeah, it was about 90. Yeah. So it was like a Florida Florida day. I don't know. Yeah, but these dudes are from Belgium and <laughs> Denmark and shit, man. They're... It's never... The Netherlands is never that hot. Yeah. Well, you it's guys were that hot one day a year. I was just trying to segue into this is perfect for Florida native Stephen Hyde to tear mm. up the uh, course <laughs> in that heat. You guys dropped that segue handoff. Well, so, yeah. Uh, it was, it was no, a we, perfectly obvious Stephen one. Stephen Hyde. I can't believe we So let's just it. get into the, the men's race, Top American, because the true American heroes <laughs> will, will discuss in the women's race. Tell but Stephen Hyde did, did get... did well in the race. Stephen Hyde gets Stephen 18th place... Uh, top American and little guy. I know you don't care about America the way I do, but Stephen Hyde in eighteenth place. I'm quite proud of him. So there you I'm have. I'm proud it. of him I, too. That's a great result. But I also care about what the podium. Well, was. I want to okay. tell you. Really I want to tell you, Tim, that he wasn't the top American for a long time in that race. I know. I watched it. And then the top American was Kerry uh, <laughs> Warner for quite some time, and Stephen Hyde rode back up to him, uh, and they were riding together in the middle part of the race, and. Uh, Kerry Warner ended up crashing right in front of me where I was standing uh, on the course. He uh, overcooked the turn uh, that was right in front of the pit and uh, smacked right into the entrance to the pit, the the, the pillar there. And uh, Hyde was yeah. right behind him, and they both went down, and they both jumped back up and started racing again. And uh, Kerry's bars were a little tweaked, and uh, he did not go into the pit. Neither of them did. Did you get this on video? No, I was standing right there, and I'd taken like video of everyone else too. I'm kicking myself, but because because you're always around where people are crashing. Um, last year, Stephen because, Hyde at the national championships, yeah. Connecticut. Now, Kerry Warner. I just don't think people are going to want you to be anywhere near a cyclocross race. I uh, I have a knack for uh, figuring out what's going to be uh, a tricky part of the course that maybe isn't the popular part of the course. So I don't know. But uh, that was that was an exciting part of the race. It changed things for both of those guys for sure. Um, so Stephen could have potentially been in that top fifteen or better. Uh, I think had that had that not gone down and caused him a few seconds. I don't know if anything was wrong with his bike after, but I know Kerry did have to change again. He should have changed immediately, but uh, 
I talked to him after the race. He was like, yeah, I should have changed immediately. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, yeah. But, so, uh, little guy, yeah. do you know yes. what happened? No, I don't know what happened. Well, no, I'll tell you what happened. Uh, Vanderpool got, won the whole shot and bunny hopped the rest of the race and won. Okay. And then, and then what? And then, <laughs> and then probably Wout Van Aert attacked uh, Lawrence Sweek and got away from him and then uh michael van torn out caught sweet right at the line boom close uh, no cigar yeah. matthew uh, vanderpool right. rolled away with the race it was not exciting to watch he was at the front <laughs> he won the whole shot and won by like 30 minutes and then after that <laughs> comes the telefidea telenet duo of corn van oh. kessel and yeah. and don suit Mm-hmm. So, so, ah, suit. Really? He's so, the Van Tornout, Michael Van Tornout in fourth, Tim Mailier in fifth, Kevin Powells in sixth, and uh, Vout Van Ert in seventh place with Toon Ertz um, in eighth, and then a bunch of other Belgians. And then eventually right. you get to um, Steve Chanel of, in 12th place as the top, like, non Belgian Dutch yeah. rider. <laughs> All right, so Spencer. Your feelings on was, was what's up with Wout? Is he injured? Is he sick? What's going on? Is he just not like the Heat? He did well in the Heat last year. No, he he looks fine. Uh, he looked not uncomfortable. You know what I mean? He just didn't look like he's on his game yet uh, at this point yeah. in the season, kind of thing. I think he's not just trying early. to ease into it. Um, but yeah, he he uh-huh. he started slow for sure, and he picked up a lot of spots as the race went on. So that was another thing about him, but. Uh, yeah, I don't now, know. Now, one thing you didn't see, Spencer, or maybe you did see it. Maybe you were right there since you have a knack to being around where all crashes happen. But Lawrence Sweek mm-hmm. um, actually crashed going like right by the pit. And then going into the pit, he had trouble with his like um, boas on his shoes. So his shoe buckle came undone. And he was there at least a good 30 seconds re like getting his shoe rebuckled. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, his pit guy was just kind of they're holding his bike for him. He eventually gets back on, but that's that's what happened to him. I mean, he okay. he I crashed and he was he was in that lead group and then he just it took him a while and he ended up in a uh, 21st. Um so but, Spencer mm-hmm. Van Tornout or uh, Michael you Van Tornout, does he look like the the next thing? Oh man, you got the bottle. I got I, I got I'm I got assuming a bottle the bus. from Marlux here, and I don't know if you guys can see yeah. this, but it actually says Michael on it, written in marker. Oh, nice. So so what's it taste like? I haven't. It tastes like victory. No oh, man, it tastes like third place or fourth <laughs> place or whatever. Um, so does it seem like from watching it? Because watching it on TV, like Tim was saying, uh, Vanderpool is amazing. He was does going look like so fast. It was incredible. Yeah, does it when you watch? Yeah, like I was gonna say, like when you watch the other guys come around the same corner a couple seconds later, are you just like, why are they all doing it wrong? It's it's weird because they're not doing it wrong. They're doing it the same. They're just not doing it as fast. And I, like, he just how is he doing that? He just sprints out of every corner, and he sprints so hard. Like, yeah, there's no real explanation. He's just like. You know, down the same straightaway, he's just going two miles an hour faster than everyone else. But does he... Like, so watching the Jingle Cross covers, like, even just down the hill, I watched everybody go down the hill, and it's not like the top ten guys are going slow at all or, or taking any line wrong, but somehow you watch Vanderpool, and you're like, how did he just do that faster than right. everybody else? And these are the best guys in the world, and he did it so much faster. And you expect maybe a little bit, but he puts, like, seconds every time. It's, in, it's I don't know. It, it was incredible. Uh, and, you know, seeing yeah. it in person did not help me answer any of those questions at all. <laughs> all right. So you didn't figure out his secret so, to how he's no. so, like, like a like – a, he's just like a slinky on the bike. He just seems like just – I don't know. He floats. I don't understand it. I want to know why, how it works. Can I ask another question before we get on to the much more exciting women's race? Yeah. Um, okay. Lars Vanderhaar, what's going on there? That's a good 17th question. 17th place. Yeah, like, I don't know. He was, uh, he started okay and, and just, you know, wasn't there. All right. I, well, I have no explanation. He had a bad year last year. I don't know. He's still, yeah, he's probably still He had the injury back, last but. year. I understand that. But, oh, man. Obviously, Sven has been able to light a fire under some of these uh, 
telling it dudes that are coming up because that team has been like a whole bunch of those guys have really stepped it up this year mm-hmm. um, and they've been on the cusp for a while but they're I don't know they're 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 racing great it's just that Vanderpool is like somehow better than everyone by <laughs> by a huge so, chunk yeah. so yeah well they were all getting uh, uh, ice water dumped on them before the pit by by Sven himself uh Oh, as they were nice. coming by, which uh, there was, a f- there was, I think, no feeding on the course or maybe feeding in one specific little area that you could dump pe- water on people in, but it wasn't that area by the pit, so <laughs> they, they were getting a little extra. I do know There's, that. There was fans on the side of the course or people that were affiliated with different riders just dumping bottles of water yeah. on people when they were riding by. Yeah. Um, let's, Spencer, let's get to the exciting part because by far I think the biggest news on the entire weekend was the fact that the women's World Cup race had equal payout. Yes. And this really should we are we're doing a disservice. This should actually be the lead on the entire coverage of the World Cup race weekend. Yeah. And yeah. the women's race was fantastic. You had Sane Kant taking the victory, um, over ten seconds over Caitlin Keogh and Ellen Noble. And Caitlin Keogh very exciting to know. Actually, from Wisconsin area, so got to see it in front of uh, yep. you know do the race in front of um, her hometown. Basically, yeah. this was this was great to see, and um, I was very excited to uh, watch the race. It, it was a pretty exciting race. Uh, it you make it sound so simple when you read the results, but uh, it, it didn't play out that way. We had we had different people going off the front all day. Sonicant wasn't really in. A podium place at all until the last couple laps uh when she really took took the race uh in hand and uh and the group behind was you know five or six girls uh chasing so it could have been anybody um you know we had ellen van loy off the front for a long time and then we had um we had the the second and third place chase once sonicant got off the front um constantly changing Katie Keogh eventually put in a pretty sick move, got away with uh, Sophie DeBoer, and then Keogh dropped her and actually looked like if there had been another half lap left in this race, she might have caught Sana Kant. And DeBoer went backwards, Ellen Noble catching her for a huge podium uh, in an Elite World Cup. That's amazing. So So a couple of things on this one, Spencer. You're absolutely right. Ellen Noble... In the post-race interview, clearly saying that nothing was going to stop her from getting on a World Cup podium, and she threw it down to beat DeBoer there at the end. Mm-hmm. But the the final the finishers' race time came a little in, a little over forty three thirteen. They did five laps of racing. That's about um, cocktail map napkin about nine minute a lap. So it was there, a long lap. Yeah, I was a, it, it was a long lap, and it was very hot. But the the UCI rules say 40-minute minimum and not to exceed 50. But this was one of those situations that I think that one more lap could have been a lot more fun to watch on on the women's race. Oh, no. People would have died. It was was that hot. It was terrible. From the armchair uh, of my nice air-conditioned castle here in uh, Orlando, I I could have totally used another lap because it was that exciting of a race. That's what I'm getting 43 minutes is plenty. That's right between that 40 and 50 mark, and I'm totally fine with that. Uh, I have some photos that I'll share of Sonicant, and she does not look like she's in a good place on that last lap. Like, (laughs) she... You know, everybody out there put it all out, and uh, yeah, it would have been a bunch of dead bodies rolling around uh, for one more lap, like going through the motions, you know? Um, That was not a concern of mine in this race. Um, But very exciting. uh, Definitely worth (laughs) pulling up the the replay, which will be on on all the apps and all that junk. Um, So if you're going to watch one, uh, watch the women's race. Uh, You can speed watch through the men's race. And uh, watch the first lap and, and then the last lap kind of thing. Sane yeah. Kant's interview, little guy, Sane Kant's interview at the end, yeah. she talked specifically about how she was able to come to this race, like the American circuit, mm-hmm. because of the in- increased payout for the women nice. because of Trek. And then also you had um, like Ellen Noble and Caitlin Keogh in their uh, interviews post-race thanking Trek. Which is kind of amazing because they're both wearing, you know, like a Cannondale jersey or like a Focus jersey. But they were yeah, willing mm-hmm. to just throw it out there and say, hey, man, equal payout for the first time. 
Yeah, it's, it it's, should be applauded. And it's so, incredible, uh, and it should be applauded. So, yeah, Trek yeah. Trek really stepped up, and hopefully yeah. they inspire over, other people too. Overall, it was a great weekend of bike racing, guys. I mean, and we got a new UCI president, so uh, you know what could be worse. Uh, well, he could be worse. We don't actually really know. <laughs> but I'm okay. I like I like uh, I like unknown uh, elements. So, oh, you just like you like the the sweet, exciting uh, feeling of having a crazy <laughs> president that you don't know what they're going to do, or you know, just just sort of living on the edge. So I, I don't know that, that feeling. What's that like? Yeah, yeah, you don't know that feeling. No. Oh, that's weird. Next week, guys, we are going to have an episode, and it's going to be a little downtime on the, uh, the the racing scene. I mean, there's you know Japan Cup coming up. There is some other uh, you know races happening. Um, Lombardia is probably happening. Uh, I got fairly yeah, I got a soon. Plug on the this week is uh, Giro d'Emilia, oh, um, nice. which is an amazing race. Watch it all the time. Italy. Was that one of your? Yeah, Tim's, it was one of your picks in the draft corner. It's one of my picks. So it's on the. Uh, right, right. I think it's the thirtieth is when it's on. I guess. So, so yeah, it's the thirtieth. So it's on next Saturday. So be sure to watch that, everybody. It's going to be awesome. So okay. next week, I wanted to do a uh, a new top corner draft corner with you guys um but i just wanted to throw this out there so our listeners can also start creating their their things now we've come up in the past with you know teams that you would like to uh you know roll into the club with we played with dan craven on jerseys we've played with our favorite um you know just bike races over time i i want to throw a little curveball here i would like us to draft our own cycling buddy cop movie and so here's what's going to happen. In a buddy cop movie, there are the classic tropes. You're going to have the mm-hmm. old school veteran cop, right? Like the surly old dog. So what mm-hmm. cyclist is that going to be? And then you're going to have, you know, his partner, usually the ups, usually the up, the upstart kind of a rookie, right? He's out there. Oh, he's really got his on. nose to the ground. Who you want? You know, it's got maybe a loose cannon. And then, of course, any good buddy cop movie has the commissioner, has the guy that comes in and says. Hand over your badges. And he, they put the badges on the desk, right? And that, that's going to be the leader of the team. So there you go. Your buddy cop wow. movie of professional cyclists uh, next week. I can't wait. So uh, can I can I tell you mine right now? Because I've already got it. No. No, you can't. <laughs> no. Because we might draft I'm going to steal guys. them all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tim, is there going to be a, also a uh, like a arch nemesis type of a character? That's a good point. We could do that. Um, we, yeah, there's got to be the baddie. There's got to be the main baddie that they're actually... The bad guy? Get, okay. Like the Iceman. The, okay, so so we want to draft four of the ah, Slow Ride podcast buddy what, cop movie. What about the shady guy who you think is a bad guy at the beginning and turns out to be a good guy in the end? Oh, uh, yeah, the guy who thinks the Iceman, but he's not the Iceman. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> all right, that guy, too. Okay. Do you guys remember the guy who wasn't the Iceman? in 48 hours you guys remember this guy anyway there's this guy there's this guy who i deliver to every week who looks just like the guy who you thought was the Iceman or whatever his name was but wasn't the Iceman. and i can't not and then it's like i have four i don't know maybe it's another 48 hours it's one of the 48 hours movies. so four so is this a four person or a five person buddy cop movie that we are dropping i'm very excited about this about the Let's do it as five. I like five, well, Spencer. That's a good idea. What about like, you got to have the baddie and the decoy baddie. Yeah. The decoy baddie. I mean, there's also got to be like the uh, the third lead, right? Like the, Jesus. The, well, wait, no, what no, about no, the no, romantic the interest? interest? Up, you got to have the love interest no, too. The, the person that makes up the <laughs> no, not the love interest. The person that makes up the gadgets. You know, like oh, kind of the Jesus. cool guy, like the hit, yeah, the computer yeah, expert yeah, yeah. that's there. That's like, yeah, oh think, well, yeah. I can change all of the lights. I think that's gonna fit. Like the guy that gives Tango and Cash the pickup truck. That guy. Yes. Some of these guys aren't aren't castable characters. Some of these are just like standard. Like they come with the package of the movie. You know, like yeah. this is your default. Now, now bonus points nerd. on the draft. Bo- bonus points on the draft if you've already got somewhat of a plot uh, trope worked into <laughs> okay. uh, this. So next week, the greatest episode of all time: the Slow Ride Podcast Top Corner Draft Corner Buddy Cop so, movie. So Tim, draft. Uh, do, are these current cyclists all time cyclists? Can I pick Hincappy? What's going on? Oh. Yes, you can. Uh, you can pick retired. You could. I mean, Hincapie would be a great decoy baddie, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because like that's our experience with him. Like, is he a bad guy? I don't know. But now it's like, oh man, uh, we really love Hincapie. See, like, he's the perfect guy. See, now I have to do research on who's retiring at the end of the year, <laughs> so that I can pick somebody who's literally 
just a couple weeks away from retirement. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, and he's got one last race. And yeah, you better hope nothing better hope oh. nothing bad happens to him. Yep. He <laughs> oh, can crash boy. out. Oh, I'm too old for this. Um This is a great idea, Tim. I like it. I'm looking forward to it. Send me an email with all these characters that I'm supposed to come up with because I'm gonna forget all about it. Uh, but I do want to... Uh, my team's... My guys are done. Yeah. I want to throw back quick to our world championship discussion and give a shout out to podcast fan uh, Mitch Docker, who is on the uh, on yeah. the Australian team out there doing work today in, in Norway. So good for him. Yeah. He finished like in the group like two something back. He was, he was, he was right in there. Yeah. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. We'll get him on the podcast. We were trying to coordinate with him when he was in, in Canada for the, uh, the for the races up there. Uh, but uh, schedules did not align. But uh, we're going to get them on one of these days. Yes, we will. Yeah. Someday. Well, guys, Promise. with that, we'd like to thank everyone for listening to the Slow Ride Podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Slow Ride Pod. We also appreciate it if you tell your friends um, about the podcast, rate and review us on the Apple Podcast. And always, always, always wave at your fellow cyclists because it's just the right thing to do. This is Tim in Orlando, Florida. Matt in Minneapolis. And this is Spencer in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> the Microtel. <laughs> the Microtel. <laughs> so classy. Good memory. Spencer, did you go and get a Longhorn yet at Mickey's or whatever that place is? Uh, you know, I was going to go to Mickey's and get the sexy fries because I do, I do love them, but... Uh, I met, met some folks at the Weary Traveler the other night, which is the other go-to here. The Slow Ride Podcast. Bikes, advice, and rumors straight from the source. TheSlowRidePodcast.com and on Twitter at TheSlowRidePod.